The commentary and interviews of this podcast are for entertainment, information, and conversation purposes only. The views and opinions expressed during this episode are those of the individual speakers and do not represent the views or opinions of any specific church, denomination, organization, or third-party affiliate. some smooth there what going on there we go see hey everybody welcome to our podcast we're so happy that you're joining us this week as we talk about god and other stuff and yeah hey, hey Pastor, wait on. is the music still going i can't hear it. it can i hear it if i were there hearing it uh if you were actually listening to it it would still be going i hope you guys enjoyed that little, yeah, I was gonna say, new music. little snippet of our theme song yes it's very nice i just heard it for the first time but 10 minutes ago probably so uh, it's still new to me like it is to you guys. It is, it is. Um, so, yes, th- today, okay, let's see, where we're at in the chronology of, of episodes, because we're actually being professionals and recording in advance. season one, episode four. So, the last episode you guys heard... Pretty really saw on podcasts about God was, and other things. ...was us not being serious for a change. Um, never serious. <laughs> yeah, that's arguable. Um, so, we, we, we mentioned that we were going to not be serious because our wives want us to not be serious all the time. Yes. And we talk about our wives all the time. Apparently, um, we're very serious people to our wives. Uh, they're, they're here. They can disagree with us. But they're going to be quiet right now, which is really awesome. Oh, I know. We're, gonna, we're talking this up until no, they No, they're talk. not going to say anything until we actually ask them a question. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, anyways. So, we were, we've been saying for a long time, you know, like our wives gave us advice. Hey, you guys need to do something less serious. We talked on, on Facebook. We said, hey, give us advice for, for different episodes to do. Um, we got some feedback. Actually, my mom was the one who said, why don't you guys talk about how you became friends and recognize your call to being pastors. Um, and my initial yeah. thought yeah. was that's a really boring story. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, hear because our friendship is was really just, it, it happened. It wasn't like some long mystical journey. Um, so what? it's, what, is she motioning? I'm okay. not, I'm speaking into it. She's yelling at me. For oh, not to, your wife is pointing at me, saying you are talking too much and too loud, and I'm not talking loud. Enough. But that's the, this is the See, this look. is the point of this. Uh, I know, right? This is it, they I don't know. exist yet. They don't yeah, exist. Yeah, anyways, they do. so anyways, yeah. my mom had this idea, my wife's not and at you. Your and wife's John and I were talking about this, and we were like, we that's were like, because hey, I care about we, you. We, hey, you don't exist yet. Be quiet. Okay, so <laughs> my, my the idea was then to go and say, let's do one where we talk about you know our, how our relationships got to be because yeah, sure. outside of Christ. The most important thing about you is your wife. And same with me. The most shape, the most formative thing in my experience that makes me who I am outside of Christ would be my wife. And so my idea was like, hey, I'll interview the Richards and John would interview the Rochets. And John, John, you said. Hi. I don't know. No, you said no. See, this is why I do the talking. Oh, I did say. Yes. He said no. He said, he said, no, I have a better idea. How about, how about, how about you and your wife, Kamar, interview us? Because your wife would have even more awesome questions than what you would ask. And then John and his wife, Crystal, would interview my wife and I. So... All that being said, that's the premise of this episode. Is this is really the first episode of two parts? This is yeah, going to be a two-part two episode. Yeah. Oh, we're um, going to be on next time too. Well, yes. Yes. But yeah. So, but okay. we're trying to figure it all out. We're going to make it all work because, gosh darn it, we like you guys sometimes. 
Are you sure about I'm that? Say we like them all the time. Yes. I don't want to get hit. That's what you say. And because when the doctor asks me if I live in a safe home, I can't lie. <laughs> I have a pen. <laughs> so what did him? So let's I guess introduce introduce our, our, our wives. So um uh, this episode actually this first part is yep. going to be more about the Richardses. So I'm going to introduce my wife real quick, and then we're going to get talking about the Richardses more. Did you just plural the plural? I did. You didn't know that's how you pluralize your last name? I don't know. Richard Ziz Richards. is just the, Richards. Do you have an apostrophe at the end of the S when you pluralize it? Yeah, but you just you say, Richards. say Richards. You don't change how you say oh, Richard it. Richard Ziz. Anyways, my wife, Laura. Laura, say hello. Hi. That's my wife. <laughs> You're going to do the voice? <laughs> I would like to introduce my <laughs> lovely wife, Crystal Richards. Hi, Crystal. Hello. All right. <laughs> There we go. See, that was that they're was coming from you from a room very far away from us. No, we're not. We're right next to them. Very afraid of us right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we are also drinking soursop. Guanabana. No, no. Soursop. Oh my goodness! I'm glad we're friends. It's on the can. Guanabana is bigger on the can. I, my pie is is bigger on the can. Whatever. How do you pronounce that? I don't De mi país. That's bigger on the can than. No, it's not. So Guanabana is like ginormous, taking up the entire can. You can't put that's can. Not good. So, to start us off, I want my first initial question. I'm sure that my wife Laura is going to have some other questions, and I'm going to want her to do most of the questioning, actually. But, um, John, you gave this amazing story about how you, like, you know, met and fell in love with your wife. And I would love to hear that again with her input. So, it all started. We were small children in a little town in Germany. I didn't go into this detail. No, no, no seriously, this we didn't know each other way back then, but I was on the same swim team as his brother in Germany. We've always lived within a mile or two of each other, but we didn't really meet until college. Yes, I want you guys to like expound upon that because I think yeah. that's like an amazing part of your story. You kind of followed each other around the world and yeah. didn't even know. She just made me sound like a stalker. That's like awesome. <laughs> that's my wife. Hi. I'm John. I am stalking Crystal today. So really, I think where our story would kind of begin was about 1995. Um, The town that we actually live in now had this massive flood. Um, I'd had... I think it was 96. I think it was was the... It was the the March of 96. Okay. You know, it was a long time ago. It was in the late 90s. We're old. Um, Yes. So I had had cancer, and I had been kicked out of my home. I was a 17-year-old at this point. And I had not met you yet. So Wait. I have no idea. I'm sorry. This is a completely different story. This She's adding to your yeah. story. I know, but I she just it. dropped the had cancer thing. Like, yeah, it was I, not anything I don't think I knew about, yeah, about we'll, that either. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Put a pin in that. That's, that's not the important part. <laughs> all let right. Me, sorry. Let me get on. So Cancer is not the important part. That's on a t-shirt. So I found myself <laughs> sitting outside of his childhood home because that's where the floodwaters had stopped. Like everything past his house was flooded. So I was sitting like in his front yard, um, throwing cigarette butts into his yard because I was smoking. After you had cancer. After I had cancer. It wasn't that kind of cancer. And uh, let, Still. let me... At any rate, I was not a Christian at that point, and I prayed. I said, God, if you're real, send me someone that loves me enough that I want to tell them I don't have cancer anymore. And his mom walked out the door, and I got up and literally ran away. So, 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you guys got married? No, I mean, come on. No, no. no. There's, there's, that's not like we still haven't met. We don't meet for six years. Yeah. So you still haven't met. She just runs away from your family screaming. So how did you even remember, like, oh, that was the house. That was the lady that I ran away from. So I know it was the house because it was at the edge of the water. But the water's not there anymore. Yeah, but I knew the water was there. So the the way our yard yard was with the flood is, if you've ever been down that street, it's it's a big horseshoe. Well, the bottom of the horseshoe, everything was flooded up until our yard. So all the boats that to go get people's stuff out, all the things that people were using to get things out of the, the yards and the houses, all those were parked in our, our yard. Tied to trees. Tied and to stuff. these two big trees we had. Mm-hmm. The trees were on our house. We cut them down a few years ago, but they were there for forever. So when we had the, one of the only houses with two giant trees in the front yard. Okay, then that would make sense. Yeah. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we met... I'll let you take this part. Yeah, because I, yeah, so the way he told it was that you guys didn't really truly meet me until college. College, yeah. 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 So I was working as a student producer at the community college here in Hopkinsville. Uh, I was doing a lot of video editing work, and I liked girls a lot, but I wanted to move out to California to do video editing. That's what I wanted to do. It was my dream. It was my passion. It's what I loved. I would sit at the computer and edit for hours and hours and hours, and, uh, I was just, that's what I would do. I ended up doing so much work for the college and so much, all this stuff. That's just what I love to do. Um, well, she starts flirting with me because she thought I was cute. Or well, I was in the television studio I because I needed a job and the television studio had student workers and I took a job as a student worker in the television studio. I was a volunteer. Yeah. She was paid <laughs> and you weren't. So he was totally ignoring me. And people didn't ignore me. Like, well, yeah, you just don't do that. You had a way of describing how she dressed. Scantily <laughs> clad. That, that, that was not the Scantily. way. You, you said she walked around the campus uh, with see-through clothing. That oh, is you're, true. You're going to get him in trouble. <laughs> that, oh, no, no, no. That, that was is very up. I was, was <laughs> raised by hippies that were nudists. So, like, yeah. clothing were kind of, like, yeah, I think I think this your exact words thing. were, there's this pagan girl walking through campus, like, wearing see-through clothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my exact <laughs> That would have been me. So, if you if you met my wife or know my wife now, um, when we first met 20 years ago, she was the half-naked pagan girl walking around a college campus with see-through clothing on time yeah yeah that's how he described her in the story wow that was pretty much yeah that was i have i can't deny it i would like to see i don't know this this person isn't real since you say my people aren't real when i have photos (laughs) right it was photoshopped kmart and you have the skills to photoshop it that is true we don't have the skills to photoshop i'm just saying kmart (laughs) kmart anyway back to the story um so we'd been dating for a little while and um, he took me to his house, and it didn't hit me right at first that it was that same house. I mean, it had been a few years. And then his mom came home from work, and whenever I saw her, like, walk through the door, it hit me. Hey, that's the lady. That's the lady I asked God for, and he sent me, and I ran away. (laughs) And that's when I know I was going to become a Christian, and I wanted her God. Like, I didn't really care so much about him at that straight point. Up, John. Straight up, she married me for my mother. <laughs> totally your mother and did. your mother's God. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> totally did. I I can't deny no, it. You like can't. like no I actually I'm not sure that I actually liked him until we'd been married for at least a year. Like wow. <laughs> no, like she I, told me quite frequently, I don't really like you. I wasn't totally committed to the whole thing until we'd been together for at least a year. I'm, I, I can't, like, right? honestly. Mar, you think I'm bad. Jeez. Hey, you know, I, it's not time for our story right now. There's Let's a reason Crystal and I are friends, apparently. <laughs> Both the violent, angry people, apparently. No, so uh, we started dating, and I knew from our first date, I just knew from God that we were going to get married. Yeah, he, uh, he said... He had taken a nap before our first date, <laughs> and he said, God told me that you're going to become a Christian, and we're going to get married, and I started laughing on him, and I said something like, dream on, Christian boy, I think. No, it was actually dream on, churchy boy. Churchy boy, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of worse, I guess. I yeah. Don't know. But so, funnier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we started dating, and we, um, all of her friends left her. Because she was dating Churchy Boy. And all of my friends left me because I was dating. Well, me, yeah. (laughs) So we ended up being the first two years of our marriage having zero friends, zero anything except for each other. Um, We moved to Western and I ran from church. Uh, Ran from church for a year, year and a half. Yeah. No church for a year and a half. It it was, yeah, I would say that. A year and a half. And um, she looks at me and not saved, pagan, um, and goes, says, we need to go back to church. I said, you need to go to church. You need to go to church because I don't like you anymore. You're, what did you say? I said. You said it better than I say it. I said, okay, so you've got to go back to church because I don't like the John that doesn't go to church. Churchy boy was better. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was my, so I said, okay, if you want me to go to church, you've got to come with me. I was like, fine, I can do that. So we show up at church, and I'm like. Did you have clothes on? I, I did. <laughs> no, no, okay, so here's this funny story. This is before she was saved. She started dressing less provocative because of our oldest daughter, um, who was yours from a previous marriage. Yeah. But, um, but she's my kid. She's straight up my kid. She's so much like me. So weird. But um, she started dressing more appropriately, listening to different things, because we're driving down the road, and uh, we're in her Cavalier, and my wife likes to drive fast and listen to very loud music. And my, my at that point, three-year-old started singing the milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. My milkshake <laughs> brings all the boys to the yard. And I was like, she can't be singing that, because... I don't want her having a milkshake right now. No. So uh, <laughs> she changed what she was listening to rather quickly. Um, and so she also started changing how she was dressing because she realizes that she, if she didn't want her hearing that, she didn't want her dressing. Like she didn't want mm-hmm. people staring at her, like yeah. things like that. So, uh, but we ended up going to church and we walk into, we went for a few months and then she walks in, we walk into a small group and this is literally, we decided, well, we need friends. We don't have friends so we go to this church small group before she was saved and she says hi she said hi i'm hi i'm pagan and i'm just here because of him 
Like, that's how she introduced herself to an entire small group of people. People laughed. <laughs> like, like, she doesn't mean that. Because they probably were like, what? People laughed. Um, no, one person actually said, you'll be Christian within, like, three months. Yeah. It's like, it was whatever. Kind of that's some confidence. Right <laughs> yeah. All right. Were they right? Uh, yeah, almost yeah. spot on. All right. It was almost spot on. So right. it was prophetic, not confidence. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was rather humorous, but... Um, so we were going, because I was working, I was working at, uh, here in Hopkinsville um, and then going to school during the week. I was driving back and forth. Um, I for, for people who don't know, you were saying you're at Western, so between Hopkinsville and Bowling Green. Yes. Right? Yeah. We are actually living in Russellville at the time. Okay. Which is, so we lived in Russellville, went to school in Bowling Green, and I worked in Hopkinsville. So I drew, drove a line every single week. And I worked at Western. Yeah. You were working at the, the museum that gives you Western bad Kentucky History. Historical Museum Library. Okay. That's a, it's a lot of words. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why she's really good at reading really bad penmanship, by the way. I am. I used to have to, like, translate penmanship from, like, the 17 and 1800s. See, it's not Ooh, bad writing. Hard I'm just read. old school. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just old school. Just old school, really? And I have a doctorate, so I have Real. excuse. <laughs> And I have a doctorate, so that's my excuse. There I mean, you, you do messy oh. writing. People are like, you yeah. you write like a doctor. Well, I am yeah, one. Yeah, so, see, yeah. so he <laughs> gets a pass. Yeah. So, but we went to, uh, we were going to church on Wednesday nights, and we went to service one night. And we are sitting there, and the pastor starts preaching, a guy named Jamie, great dude, great dude, still a great dude. He's still at that church, by the way, um, which I'm not going to say the name of the church. But he... Uh, he starts preaching on Gomer. And if you know your Bible in any way, you don't hear a whole lot of sermons on Gomer. It's it, usually on... I would say for people who don't know their Bible. So yeah. let's talk about who Gomer is okay. real quick. Gomer um, is a prostitute in the Old Testament who married Hosea, right? Hosea. Yeah. It, and and this, more or less what God said is he went to Hosea and said, hey, Hosea, you're going to get to represent me to my people. Cool, God, what's, what I got to do? I'm going to have you go marry this prostitute, and you're going to be married to her, and she's going to be unfaithful, and you're going to be her husband. Yes. The end. Yeah, so <laughs> he's doing the sermon on Gomer, not Hosea, but on Gomer. And we come back, and Crystal's really shaken up, and I was like, what's going on? She's like, you explain this part. This is you. This is not me. This is you. I don't remember being shaken up. Like, I just remember being, like, deep in thought. She was shaking. Like, I was really deep in Could thought. Could have been the train track around the trailer was... we were living in, but that may have been a good story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FYI, don't live in trailers. They shake. Mm -hmm. And they're scary. Especially next to drug dealers. But that's a whole other thing. Continue. So, so you come back, so Gomer Sermon. I come back, and I'm like really deep in thought, and I was crying. Yeah, I guess I was shaken up. Now that I think about it, like crying and deep in thought equals shaken up, right? Speaking of shaking, he, you really oh. need to shake this. There's a whole lot of hope that just went in my yeah. mouth. Yeah, <laughs> almost spit out his drink. <laughs> so, yeah, um, and then we went to bed, and I was like, I think you got to get out of the bed. And he was like, why? I'm like, because I think I'm a Christian now, and I think you've got to get out of the bed. <laughs> yes, I can't just sleep with you now. <laughs> but weren't you married? 
No. No, we weren't oh. married yet. No, okay, so we, we got married two weeks later. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we went through eight weeks of marriage counseling in two weeks. Oh, wow. That was super fun. Yeah. I'm sure. Because our no. pastor who married us was living here in Hopkinsville, and we were driving back and forth every night to do counseling. We would do a one to two hour session every single for two week for the two week time frame. Wow. So again, for people who aren't familiar with this part of Kentucky, so you're talking about like, you know, a good 40, well, depending on how fast 45 drive. minutes. 40, 45, 45 minute drive it was, it was each an hour, way. It was an hour, just at an hour. Okay, it was before so, yeah. they put in the good road. Yes. Oh, that's right. I got to forget about different roads. So yeah, so yeah. an hour, an hour each way just through your premarital counseling. Yeah. Um, because you come home from hearing about Gomer and you're like, I think I'm a Christian now. Yeah. We've got to change how we live our lives. Yeah. And meanwhile, churchy boy here didn't feel guilty yeah. at all. No. So I did not. I'm going to throw this out there. Like oh, from the time, this is harsh from the time his mom like came in and I was like, I want her God. Like that was the first time anyone had invited me to church. It had taken this guy and his mom over a year to invite me to church. Churchy boy, you failed. Right? I know, right? But at, at the same time, okay, yes, you fail. Okay, that's true. Oh, no, but, no. You don't have to sugarcoat it. I no, I'm not, I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm going to just make it a bigger picture because I want to say that there's a, there's a lot of people who can relate to that, um, yeah. like myself included, where you come from the right family with the right upbringing and you know better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're not actually living up to the title. I mean, here you well, are, and, churchy boy, and you're yeah, like inviting your girlfriend who you're sleeping with to church. And that's yeah. the thing about it is, is at that time, because of my my lack of faith, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't care about God. And it, it's hard to say, but when all of my friends dumped me, all of my Christian friends, I had dozens of friends who were always with me, were always doing things together. When they all dumped me because I was dating somebody who wasn't Christian, like my social circle I was running in was just gone. So it was like churchy boy in the area was like, had nobody, nobody cared. Nobody did anything. And my mom was working two jobs at the time to literally support us because of things that happened with my dad when he left. And, uh, I just ran from God because why would I want to be a part of a church that didn't want somebody who wasn't saved to be a part of it? That makes sense. So that's how I took it. But it wasn't right. No. I didn't invite her to church because, to be honest, I like sex. It's true. It was, yeah. we weren't even having sex before that happened, before they all left. We didn't start having sex until yeah. almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like, I know I was half naked, but I was at least not slutty half naked. <laughs> hey, that's a plus. <laughs> I don't think we can put that on a t-shirt. No, no. <laughs> but we could, we could put naked. Churchy Boy on a, <laughs> on a t-shirt. Yeah, we could. At least I'm not slutty half naked. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, okay, so you guys, you did two weeks of, of premarital counseling. Yeah. Um, and then you guys get married. Yes. And then she proceeds to not like you for another year or two. Right. Uh, five. So how long were you guys <laughs> together that like, before you got married? Two years. Two years. You had to think really hard about that. Yeah, two years. Yeah. Like, I ha- I did it though. through, like, what, adding up Naya's age. Naya's yeah. our oldest. Um, uh, she yeah, was two, years. two when we started dating and four when well, we got married. Well, see, here's the thing. Is I actually proposed to her before this, and she said yes, but then she thought I was joking and then laughed in my face. I oh <laughs> Crystal. That's a true story. I had had back surgery and was on some pretty powerful narcotics. 
Mm. Blame the drugs. And Blame I don't no, remember. No, no, so he started no, telling people no, we were engaged. No, this is and not I was like, no, we're not. No, no. <laughs> See, like Dr. K across the table from me, my wife once had a desire to be in the medical field. So she was going to be a nurse. Okay. And she had back surgery a few years before this, a year and a half, I guess. And mm, no, yeah. it wasn't that far. It was like three months before we started dating. Okay. Well, you, you, okay. So a year before this, she had back surgery. And I said, are you sure you can be lifting up patients as a nurse and doing things like that with your back? She said, yeah, I can do it. It's fine. Because her whole plan was mapped out to be a nurse. She wanted to be a nurse, which is there's nurses are awesome. She would have been a great nurse. I wouldn't have been a great nurse. I don't like sick people. I was being kind. So <laughs> I was actually in nursing school because my parents said that they would pay for school if I went for nursing. And so that's, that's the story with that. Okay. But yeah, so um, she was her first day of clinicals. She hurts her back real bad and she's laid up in bed for a week. So I am driving to Bowling Green for school because I'd already gone to Western and I was driving back and forth at night. I was driving back to Western and I was coming back to Hopkinsville to take care of her. And sometimes I'd be driving back to Western again that day, which was an hour, um, to go back to another class and then coming back to take care of her plus taking care of Sanaya. And I had already ordered rings for her to marry and to ask her to marry me. So like the last day she's starting to feel better. I'm seeing like stuff. I cry. This is the lady I want to be with my entire life. So I proposed to her when she's laying there and she's like, yes, yes, yes. She's all happy and crying. She's like, this is the happiest day ever. Well, I start telling people this and she starts laughing. She I didn't have remember no the whole conversation at all. Of it Was at she asleep? All. No. Are you we know sure? She likes because to oh talk my, oh my and have God. full she on conversations while she's oh. sleeping. <laughs> Did we just have a breakthrough in your marriage? I just I think so. I was re- See? Who else even proposed? Go Tim Roche. <laughs> we just marriage Crystal, breakthrough brought Crystal to you has by the Roche. conversations with people while she's sleeping. Yeah, it's so messed up. Yeah. It's so messed up. I've been told it's horrible. There you go. You now have closure. Like, I don't, no, really I don't. know if it's this bad doesn't or make not. You feel, this makes me feel worse. Thank you. something I know about. Now yes. it's not the drugs. It's just her. No, it's just that, <laughs> it's just that John likes to go up to sleeping women and, and propose to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real story. Only as long as they're half naked and slutty. Yes, exactly. But I wasn't slutty. <laughs> that was the thing. I was half naked and not slutty. <laughs> So, all right, for anybody who's listening, if you heard weird noises, I think my wife's taking a bathroom break. But we're not taking a break. No, nope, We're going to we keep going. We don't do breaks. No, no, no. So, you guys are married. You still don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? Because you like him now. Like, and I'm not going to just say that because, yeah, sure, there are times you don't. But you, No, I they, really, really I like him. The, He's like my most have, favorite person ever. You guys ever. have a marriage that you've been through different things but you guys truly love each other you actually like each other mm-hmm. you care about one another you advocate on the behalf of the other person like like you actually truly do like him so what happened um i think it was um he felt called back into youth ministry cuz he d- had done that before yeah um and we took a church in a very rural town that was very racist and like he defended me like tooth and nail and that for those of you that don't know i haven't heard of previous episodes my wife is black irish (laughs) (laughs) we we do say that almost every episode i know which is awesome 
Just like we apparently mentioned my clothing almost every episode, too. I haven't said anything about your clothing this time. Oh, that was before we started recording. That's true. Yeah, we're good. Well, it wasn't bathroom. You just turned the AC on. What, I wasn't trying to the world oh, it's podcast. That's what we do. Yeah, Crystal just I, left to go to the bathroom. So, so she was saying this from her from her point of view. There, and we, we're going to keep this up well, because that's yeah, we'll how keep going. Works. That's how we um, She said that you took you you went back to ministry and that changed it. So she now likes you. Yes. Um, which I think is an interesting segue because that back to the original question my mom asked about, you know, answering call and all that. So I guess, thanks, mom. You're pretty smart because this actually ties in with that even too. Yeah. Um, um, so, so talk about that. How did you, how did you realize that you, because for those of you who don't know, so um, you, both of you guys, John and Krista, both, you guys have Bible college training. Yes, um, I do. You guys have served as pastors in various capacities in different churches. You guys have what, like 15, 20 years of ministry experience? I don't know how many. Uh, I think this is year 22 for me. Okay. So they have decades of experience in ministry. So, so we're cutting a lot of story out because again, we only have yeah. so much time. Um, but how did you get to that point of realizing, you know what? Yeah. Despite me, you know, shacking up with pagan lady and not going to church, God means for me to be in ministry. Uh, so I, I was working with this ministry group every summer, um, doing video editing and things like that. And they would come into an area and they would fix up um, homes and things like that for uh, low-income, things like that. It was just a, a, a work camp for youth where they would come in and just fix things, which was awesome. Um, I've always been big in serving. I've always been big in things like that, but I've always wanted it to be about, not necessarily be about um, kids or youth going someplace just to have a good time. To me is I really want, like, if you get to know my heart, my heart is serving communities. I'm an advocate for doing things with the community, homeless, things like that, because I, I see the need for that. And I just want to make sure that uh, I was doing that. So I was working with this ministry, long story short there. And when I ran away from God, I got out. I stopped doing that, of course, because, you know, I don't want to be at a church camp all summer. Um, and when I came back and she got saved, she went with me that summer uh, for two weeks. You were there two weeks with me? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, you were there two weeks with me during the summer. And we were already married at the time. And uh, we were going through everything. And um, I felt a calling to get back in ministry. And at that camp, I was actually offer, or asked about a position that was opening in... Uh, the town we were talking about. Uh, and to be honest, I rushed into that job. I shouldn't have taken that one. Um, I should have looked in the community a little more and seen what they were about. Um, it probably would have put a lot less scars on me, but also a lot less scars on my wife. Uh, no, I think we had to be in that town. You think so? I know so. All right. Why, my, do, you, why do you say My that? wife believes um, we had to be there. So growing up in Kentucky in a mixed family in the 90s, wasn't exactly easy and I had a whole lot of stuff I had to work through and that started helping me work through some of that stuff like having to deal with people that were openly racist and still having to work with those people like that was very challenging for me like beyond challenging so I had to I had to go through that Reminds me of something your wife said before you got here today, John. She's talking about how sometimes you're like overly protective. Yeah. Of her. And I think that's, so you guys just got to hear that happening again. 
because you're like, oh man, my poor wife, she's got too many scars. And your wife's like, no, that was exactly the mess sure. I had to go through. Um, it's, it's interesting, like talking about, you know, how you guys like each other and dynamics of relationship. Like, yeah. These are, to a degree, these are some of the things that make marriages beautiful too, is that he's over there trying to protect you too much. And meanwhile, you're over yeah. there like just trying to get some chances to grow, which but is pretty awesome. I think it was beyond that though, because God showed us so much provision there. Um, yeah, I don't know how like, we survived without God. We should not have like, we, we were had, a family of four living off of $200 every two weeks. Yeah, it was or $200 a week, $200 a week. It was insane. Um, crazy stuff would happen. Like the electric company from our last apartment said, Oh, we got your electric bill mixed up with a different house. Here's $5,000. Cause you overpaid. Um, that happened with the electric company and the water company. Yeah. Um, people that I had given lunch money in high school, like sent me like $200 checks. <laughs> like random? Just, yeah, random. just random. That happened, I think five or six different times, mm-hmm. different varying amounts, like just crazy stuff that never happens. I mean, how many people did you give a dollar to for lunch whenever you were in high school? <laughs> um, just all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, we had a little girl that was living with us for a few months, and, um, like, we came home one day, and there were, like, two trash bags full of clothes for her because she showed up with three pairs of underwear and two outfits. And 500 And a DVDs. winter coat in the middle of summer. She said 500 DVDs. Yeah, 500, 500 DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating either. Like somebody's... That was cow got stuck in a fence and they brought us half a cow i mean that feeds a family for yeah. months and months yeah so. and, and to be honest the there's some people there i did not like i still would not say i would be friendly with them all the time yeah but some of the youth we had that are adults they're phenomenal they're, yes there are some definitely some phenomenal some adults that came out of that amazing group. men and women of god that really love their families now because this was 20 almost years 20 ago. years ago 16 so they're they're full-blown married with kids and things like that it's just been cool to watch them but yeah uh, but we ended up going from there uh after being let go i got really depressed um my goal was to go to southern baptist theological seminary in louisville i was actually signed up to go we had moved our family to Louisville, and I was still going to do the job at the church because Louisville and the area we were at was only about an hour and 15, 20 minutes away. That's not bad to do on Wednesdays and Sundays. And uh, so I was going to go to seminary while I'm there because usually with the Southern Baptists, they give you discounts if you're a pastor going through seminary and things yeah. like that. And uh, uh, when they let me go, I lost those discounts, so I couldn't afford to go to college. And then we had uh, uh, Louisville just fell apart like fell apart and it just got worse and worse and worse. So we came, I, I told her, we, we came home from Hopkinsville uh, from Louisville with our tail tucked between our legs. Like I was depressed. I went, I went and started working third shifts at a grocery store here in town. And literally it took, uh, I was there seven months working third shifts and I just took whatever job I could get. We ended up moving all the way to Columbus, Ohio for a tech firm job. And, um, uh, not really in church, not really running from church, but not really. 
We were church hopping when we first got to Columbus. We were more stagnant water. We didn't know, Columbus. like, any little thing that was wrong with the church. We was like, nope, not this one. Yeah, not that one. I was. I was very harsh. Yeah, like, we'd go two or three weeks, and then be like, nope, not this one. Like, one of the churches was a phenomenal church. They actually, I think it's a cool idea now, looking back. They designed their entire sanctuary. Sorry. They, oh, I think that was awesome. They designed <laughs> their entire sanctuary off of... The concept of they can only ever get in this building 300 people. Okay. They can't expand. Structurally, the building would become unsound if they expanded the walls out the way they designed it. Okay. So once they hit the 300 mark, if they started getting more people, they would church plant somewhere else in the community. Okay. So they were focused on that. And uh, that was a cool church that we yeah. went. It was just a great concept. It was a cool, um, it, was a, it was a circle church before circle church was cool. Yeah. People were awesome. The church was yeah. awesome. And I don't remember. Oh, I, I remember why we went, didn't go back there. Okay. Because I said I did not like staring at the back of the pastor the whole time. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> where I, we sat, he would turn and speak to everybody. But if you've ever been in a, a circle worship atmosphere, it's like half the time, half the sermon, the pastor's back to you. And I was like, I don't like, I want to see him yeah. face to face. So. And the next one, like... We just we stopped going to because there was a like a. Um, I said one was too white. And I said that eight or ten year old that was holding our thin baby, and I didn't like that, so we left. Like, I mean, yeah. what kind of stupid reason is that? Yeah, we had, we had we had. <laughs> didn't you let them hold your baby then? Yeah, but she was she was yeah. I'm 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 telling you stupid stupid reasons. Yeah, it was fun. It was good times, uh, and then. <laughs> We moved, how did you meet? We went to, Crystal was online because in Columbus, the, like most major cities, there's a lot of things to do. Mm-hmm. And we weren't making a whole lot of money at the time. Um, I can honestly say at that time, I feel like God's blessing was not gone, but not pouring over us like he'd done before yeah, in our lives. Because we, 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 weren't, we, weren't, we weren't being, being good. Um, uh, we started going to the church that we ultimately started went to yeah um because we we were homeschooling and i needed a homeschool group and that church had a homeschool group of about 80 families it was a pretty massive church yeah uh so. they they had a community center they did all the stuff a lot of cool stuff there um and we started going to that church and we got really plugged into a small group and fell in love with these people really enjoyed what we were doing and then they had um they had this uh, had a seminary attached a, a to seminary college. attached to it and we're like man it'd be awesome to go to that and one of the friends of ours said you want to go to that yeah i'll pay for you i was like for both of you so we literally had somebody pay for us to go to seminary that's awesome uh, for two years so that was phenomenal. well she didn't actually the person didn't say that she would pay for us like she just went and did it yeah so he went to go pay his first I need to enroll. I'm here to pay my bill. And so, and they were like, Oh, your college has already been paid for. And so is your wife's like, I wasn't awesome. even planning. on Yeah, going. it was cool. Um, but yeah, but so no. we went through that. We were learned a lot, um, learned a lot about church planning, learned a lot about different stuff. I've loved it. Um, I have no regrets about our, that, no. that period. And then no. we started working with, uh, another church and a church plant of a church, church plant of that church. And uh, we had our fourth baby, and Crystal got real sick with post preeclampsia. 
Postpartum preeclampsia. Postpartum preeclampsia. Uh, if you watch Downton Abbey, the sister that dies, that's what she died of. That's why I stopped watching Downton Abbey. So don't watch Downton Abbey. Watch Downton Abbey. It's an amazing show. Don't watch Downton Abbey. I've never seen it. I think it's on my list. People die. People die in all kinds of shows, John. No, they die horribly in the worst times. That's life. No. <laughs> it is. No. It's, no. It is. No. Hey, John, it's not real. Spoiler alert. Dude has a baby driving home to tell the family about the baby. Dies in a car wreck. Okay, first of all, I just object to the idea of a dude having a baby because only women have babies. But um, No, no. That'd be like he meant saying, like his wife had Oh, a baby. you meant, okay, I thought yeah, you yeah, meant yeah, like, yeah. like the dude gave birth to a kid. I'm like, that's Why, not how that works. What? I, I'm just. Uh, what kind of Down Abbey are you watching? I, I don't watch it, <laughs> so I don't know. It's British. I have no yeah, idea what they're talking right? about. You would think you'd want to watch it, though, because you love British shows. So like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not medical shows. Whatever. It's not a medical show. You just said somebody died from a medical disorder, dis- disease no. or whatever. That happens on all kinds of stuff, sir. I don't watch those shows. She had a baby. You're weird. She had a baby. Different lady. Sister. Had a baby. Ten minutes later, dead. Okay. All right. right? Back to you guys' story. You just found so out your wife's died. How'd you guys get back to Hopkinsville? Um, a car. We, we were kind of told that I would likely die. Yeah. And he didn't want to have four kids all by himself. In this oh, big city, so oh no. um, we moved back here, so he would be close to his mom. So yeah. did you move back in the midst of, like, probably dying? Yes. Yeah, we moved back here fully thinking I was going to be gone. Like, yeah. that's why we moved back. How many times have you almost died in your life, Twelve-ish. Yeah. We've been like, told. doctors have told us about a dozen times. I think God wants dying. you on this planet for right? something. Uh, yeah, so. It's just to be my friend. But yeah. <laughs> well, crap. Now you uh, fulfilled that. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Appreciate you. If she now, dies, I'm going to feel so horrible. My, my wife has a really bad... Immune system? <laughs> really bad health luck. I think that's the only way I can do yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's, I it's have all different. Like, the weirdest stuff happen. And they're like... Don't even know what this is. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, we've been told by doctors, uh, we've been told by seven different doctors we should expect her not to live through Christmas. Uh, and not Christmas like this year, seven, but like different yeah, yeah. seven different, seven different Christmases. Christmases. Those are some cruddy Christmases. Yeah, right? Well, that's I mean, what, they didn't say don't expect her to be here Christmas. They would say, I'm not expecting her to go more than two weeks or... yeah. She's probably not going to make it through the night. So they've been telling us this for a long, a long time. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how we, that's why we are the way we are, to be honest. That's why we just kind of roll with things. We will like drop stuff just to like drop everything to do something fun. Oh, you mean like a cruise? Yeah. 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 I brought it up. You brought it up. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, but because of... Yeah, we've been told many times by many people, how can you just, like, stop doing life and just go do something like that? Meaning, like... And, that, and that's the reason is because we've been insanely long sold. road trip or move or... I don't know. Just Take shots on dumb stuff. things, to be honest. You know? Like, just, just go for it. Like, and the, re- the reason is is because God has put us on this earth for a finite number of days. Mm-hmm. We don't know that number. 
But after being told by medical doctors that I would lose my wife so many times, I've decided that if this is our last day together, let's have fun. Uh, I like that philosophy. I think that's the best philosophy. And because in the beginning, when she was the first doctor told her, I was working 70 hours a week, making pretty good money. And my life was work. And then I go to a doctor with my wife and I find out she's going to die. Right. Which she didn't die. She's not died. You're not dead yet. Not dead yet. (laughs) (laughs) That is a t-shirt by the way. Yeah. That's already out there. I I mean, so I'm going to say this as a side, like as a side point, because I mean, we're going to talk about other other stuff later on today. Um, But those of you who are fans of this podcast and are listening, don't be surprised if we actually end up opening up a store that will be run by the Richardses. I stick with that. Because Why they run the store. I'm the one who wants to run a store. Well, I mean, as far as making this stuff. Laura. Okay. See, exactly. Now you're like, okay, never mind. How about we make this stuff and she runs it? But that's what I mean. is like, because you guys have all these different equipment and things like that. You have graphic design. Like, this is something that we would like to do one of these days. So yeah, if yeah, you are yeah. listening and you have these crazy things we say, and you're like, I want a sticker of that. Like, I want a sticker of unicorn pajamas. In fact. Rainbow unicorn pajamas. I would <laughs> love it if anybody can send me images of a cartoon character of Kamar in rainbow pajamas with funny fuzzy bunny slippers on. They, there you that go. But, awesome. but what I was getting at was that we do plan on eventually having some of this stuff offered. Um, I not, would wear that shirt <laughs> on a Sunday when I preach. Not to not to get rich off of you guys, but just because, I mean, we realized that we've been getting feedback of people. Yeah. Like, I mean, so again, side point, then I have one last question. I want to ask you guys, I'm going to have her, Laura ask a question before I ask my one last question. But question. this is coming up where like last night, for example, at church, your daughter that you guys were mentioning walks up and the first thing she says to me is, why do you have so many pajamas? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I know that you guys who are listening, you guys are, these little things are coming out. So if you're finding something interesting like that, especially in this episode, because I will tell you, um, like I said, I'm going to have another question. So Laura, you're going to ask them before I ask something because you haven't asked enough questions this episode. I've asked quite a few actually. Oh, yeah, not enough. See, this is why it's so easy for me to do all the talking. You got to talk some more. No, but, it's because you don't stop talking. But Right? Nobody <laughs> yeah, can get I'm, in. I'm going with that one. But... <laughs> Hopefully you guys have been listening. There's some really good and like important things that I, I think has been brought out in your story of your, of your marriage that I think plenty of people can, yeah. can learn from. Um, like I said, of your devotion to each other, your honesty with one another, um, your commitment to family, just your realism when it comes to even your faith of recognizing when it was just crap and yeah. when it wasn't. Um, yeah. And so I really do hope that you guys can, who are listening, just that you're, not saying, well, this is a boring episode, man, I don't yeah, care about their yeah. marriage, but you're realizing that this is something that I, I think is very useful because I know I've learned some things that are going to be useful for me. Well, I think that's the thing about with, with faith is I think as Christians, if we don't call out our crap, who's going to? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, like if we can't sugarcoat the things we do wrong because we need people to... But sugar tastes so good. No, it, but it's so bad Sugar coating is terrible. It's Kamar's favorite like, I live on carbs. additive. <laughs> But I think for for me, you really have to take the sense of people learn from example, right? We learn from example every day. And if every example you get from a Christian is exactly the hunky-dory Andy Griffin, right? It's not real. Mayberry is not a real place. There's not a deputy in any town who carries one bullet in his pocket, right? That's not a thing. I hope not. (laughs) not. That's, That's not a thing. But when people see the genuine side of Christianity and the, the, the hard knocks of it, the, the bad times and the good times, it, it's, it's more real. So, and I think that's what we miss sometimes is the real parts of life. Yeah. 
I, I'm done talking. You can stop. Why are you staring? Why is everyone staring at me? Because you're talking. Laura, if you have one last question that you could ask with people listening about the Richards marriage and their relationship. Thank you for saying it correctly. I don't really have anything. I asked my questions as they came up. I'm sorry. She had good questions. It's okay. I would just want to make sure I gave you that chance if you had anything. Thank you, Laura, for attending this this, this <laughs> Kamar preaching service right now. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I'm here for. I, I happen to believe that when you look at the audio files, you'll find the vast majority of the time was not me speaking this time. I know. Uh, well, that's only because that was them and Anyway, their... so my final question to you guys. Final question. If you had only just one thing that you could share that um, you've learned in your years of marriage. You guys are married how many years ago now? Uh, this is 18. Forever. 18. This is 18. So in your 18 <laughs> years of, of marriage, if there's one thing that you could share with anybody who's listening, um, what would it be? Well, from each of us or? Yeah, one from each of you. Okay, good. First. No, no, you first. I called it first. I've got to close the show. Neither one of them want to answer. Oh, no, so, I've got my answer. No, I've got my and answer, too. Great. I was just trying and to classic like, and hilarious. formulate it in my head. It's a straight up John. So I would say you have to forgive like, forgive? and let it go. Like really forgive. Mm-hmm. That's good. Much better than mine. But this one is a shout out to many of my family members. Okay. I would say simply, don't do drugs and no sex before marriage. That's two things. And don't punch anybody in the face. That's three things now. See, that saying right there, my <laughs> kids are going to be screaming when they hear this on the show, is because every single time they leave the door, they leave our houses, we say, don't do drugs, no sex before marriage. And my son added, don't punch anybody in the face. And we added this week, no neck tattoos. Yeah, because and we added no neck tattoos. our 10-year-old asked to get one. Yeah. Like, Not like that we now. have anything against <laughs> neck tattoos. He just wanted mom a heart with mom and dad, love mom and dad on it, with an arrow through it on his neck as like a neck he tattoo. he wanted to go get that this week. And in Kentucky, he could. <laughs> yeah. Because I have students. Yeah. So he's 10. He's not 16. Well, I know that. But he could Kentucky, pass as some 16-year-olds. He could get it. He would convince someone that they should do it for him because he's good at stuff like that. So, but yeah, we have, we have added that into our, that is just our, I, I would say it's our family mantra. Like, yeah, it, it's when just, we leave now, our kids say, so they don't say do drugs, no sex before marriage. And we're kind of like, how do you think you got here? We are married. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing is we, to love life, love each other and just have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and we've, we've tried to put that in our kids, our kids, like, uh, all of our, our daughters and both of our, our sons, they're just a part of us. And I think that that mantra they'll laugh at and people laugh at cause it's stupid, but literally it's just our way of saying we love you. Yeah. So I think it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. My dad always said, you know, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And that's, Oh, that would not. No, that would be smart for us. Yeah. No, my dad. She's either. walked on fire. Like literally. And broke an arrow against her throat. And she has two dead guys' bones in her ankle. Yep. But that's another story for another day. And I've been shot. Thank you guys all for joining us today. And I would love to say that last few minutes was like all lies, but every single thing was a truth. So thank you guys for joining us. Pastor Mara, thank you for being here. I cannot wait for the next episode where we get to do the same thing to you guys. Yes, and I am going to do my best to just sit back and watch my wife tell our entire story without any input from that's me. That's not Because happen. I talk too much. <laughs> and First I'm, of all, we all know that I am terrible at telling stories. 
And second of all, you do talk too much. And I would just like to say this episode is, is sponsored by Sour Guanabana. Sour Sop. Guanabana. It's a sour sauce, sour sop. You can't drink. even say it. I, all right, guys. We'll see you later. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.